You are entering a space of thoughts and jokes, of echoes and analysis, a stopover from sense, a sojourn from sincerity, the cross-section between entertainment and bewilderment, a limitless void of laughter and curses from which few escape. You've just crossed the border into the spooky spot. Hello, and welcome. To the Spooky Spot. It's a podcast about anthology shows and dog noises. <laughs> Especially dog noises. So much dog noises. Today we watched episode 11 of The Twilight Zone. And when the sky was opened. Oh, that's what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you got anything to say before we talk about the episode? You gonna introduce yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> you got distracted. I did. I got distracted by the dog and the cat noises. <laughs> My name's Jess. And I'm Hoot Doog. <laughs> Joining us from <laughs> medieval Scotland. <laughs> I don't know, what, what century does Highlander take place in? Not to talk about Highlander again, but... Outlander? Yes. Highlander takes place all the time. Well, yeah, they are Highlanders. That's what people get confused. Yes. Um, when is Outlander? Uh, <laughs> you want me to pay attention to daytime TV show? Ugh. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Eighteen something. All right. It's that big battle where they couldn't wear, you know, kilts anymore and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Around that time. All right. When the Highlanders got murdered. When the the oppressive British made them wear pants. Very oppressive, yes. 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 <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Finally made them wear pants? They, they were trying for a while. First season of Outlanders, British being like, hey, cut it out. <laughs> hey. And they're like, bitch, where are you right now? Bitch. You're going to come bitch. up here and put pants on me? <laughs> That's literally the first season of the show, okay? <laughs> and then the second season, you know. Half well, half of the second season is they fight and they put pants on them. Damn. And third season, yeah, now there's pants. Oh, the tragic battle of the pants. Yeah, I love how we're downplaying this historical fight in you history. Know, the real oppression of the Scottish people. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Just diminish that down to the battle of the pants. Mm-hmm. Done. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody from Scotland listens to this, so. Well, if they do, um, I'm only a little sorry, so. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about the Twilight Zone. Episode 11. <laughs> Can't believe we've done 11 of these now. Oh, gosh. Have God. we? Have we actually? Like, I really? Mean, if we don't really? make it through this one, then we've only done 10. But if we make it through this one, then we have done 11. Oh, also, I think we passed 150 downloads. Oh. So thanks to everyone who has listened to this 150 times. Mm. I don't know. It was just me listening to episodes <laughs> 150 times. I believe that. <laughs> Nobody else listened to this. I don't know why anyone else would. So our episode today uh, opens in an airplane hangar, and we see a medium-ish plane under a big old tarp, and there's some military it's dudes. It's in tarp jail. I mean, yeah. It's in plane jail. Trapped in plane jail. It's in a tarp, but it's, like, sectioned off. It's in plane jail. Yeah. Plane fuckers do not interact. There's two military dudes standing there looking at it, talking about it. 
We don't get to hear what they say, though. But we do hear the opening narration, which explains that this is an X-20, which is an experimental interceptor, which is the name of my new band. Honestly. And I actually looked up, there was around this time, and I'm sure I'm going to get some kind of correction from Sean, who was a plane fucker, mm. at Sean. You just told him not to interact. <laughs> I can't believe he's not allowed to listen to this episode. <laughs> I can't believe he's 90 of our downloads and you just told him to stop. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Our numbers are going way down after this one. They're plummeting. <laughs> oh, man. So there was a a plane around this period called the X-20 Dinosaur. Nice. But soar was spelled like like flying soar, like S-O-A-R. Oh, okay. And I was like, damn, did I name this plane? <laughs> did I go back in time and, and name this plane? I think you mean you're going to pilot school tomorrow, and you're going to name a plane. How do you name a plane? You did to build it? You, yeah, you design it and build it. Yeah. Or you design it and build it, and then some big dick military guy gets to name it. Mm. I don't know how it works exactly. Who gets to decide what things get called. Okay. I don't know. Especially since it was a military aircraft. Probably a military mech. The Air Force! Somebody <laughs> in the Air Force! <laughs> I can't believe the concept of the Air Force got ruined for me by this very podcast. Yeah, we saw that uh, that car decal the other day. Yeah. And we freaked out. But we just sat in the car <laughs> shouting Air Force. He's in the Air Force! His windows were open and so were ours, so he probably <laughs> heard all that. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have, I don't regret that. There you go. He'll never see us again and neither will we. We won't see us again either. <laughs> Which is the plot of this episode. <laughs> Honestly, I was like... That wasn't even intentional, but you did that. <laughs> uh, I did that. <laughs> the narration explains this uh, This plane is an X-20, and they do the thing that I hate where they call a vehicle a she. Yeah. And I hate it so much. Well, they did it in the last episode, too. Well, not a vehicle, but, like, he called that big, the, the, yeah, the yeah, ship. Yeah, the boat a she. Yeah. yeah. I hate it. Yeah. It's stupid. Stop doing it. You French? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Gendered nouns in other languages I have less of a problem in, but in English just specifically, we don't have any other markers of gender anywhere mm-hmm. about the nouns. Mm-hmm. Like, at least with, you know, French or Spanish, it also follows that the the adjectives change as well. But here, you're just calling it she, and it's stupid. Yeah, but French is a little off the chart sometimes. It's like, They're... refrigerator? No. No. It's, it's got a gender. <laughs> yeah. Every, they all, they got them genders. All of them. In English, I just hate it so much because we have no other reason of doing it other than when we stole words from them. And they were like, that's a girl. <laughs> and we're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Sure. Sure it is. I'm going to fuck this plane. <laughs> Are you just, you know, calling yourself a plane fucker right now? That like you shouldn't I'm interact? not a plane fucker. Because you just said you're going to fuck a plane. So. <laughs> that was me speaking This as... is like double jeopardy right now. <laughs> that was me speaking in the character of, of a plane fucker. <laughs> <laughs> My plane fucker so not. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're the best Twilight Zone podcast. Have I mentioned that? We're like two seconds into the episode. It's true. Two seconds. We're still in like the opening shot. Yeah. Uh, we're we're the best one. Um, <laughs> opening narration explains that uh, this plane recently crashed out in the Mojave Desert after a uh, a quick. You know, flight up into space. Four hours up, and then nothing. 
and then they disappeared for 24 hours. Same. <laughs> True. Yeah, the ship and the men inside were gone for 24 hours, and then they found them crashed in the desert. And this made me think of um, one of the Apollo missions when they went up and out and behind the moon. Mm-hmm. There was like... Really freaked people out. I. <laughs> so they were prepared, right? Because once you go behind the moon, you can't send you know, communications because the moon is in the way. So there's like seven minutes of complete radio silence between the dudes in the shuttle and Houston. And there's like recordings of this that you can listen to and they're like, all right, get ready for it. (laughs) Okay, silence. And then it's just, it's gone. There's um, a really interesting musical group called Public Service Broadcasting. Okay. Who, they took like, all kinds of, like, those NASA recordings or, like, old educational films. And then they, like, write electronic music around them. And it's really neat. It's super cool. Are you plugging them right now? I am, (laughs) I guess, yeah. They have one called Everest that's, like, so good. It's from, like, an old movie about Everest. Everest. But, yeah, they they made a a track with the the radio silence when the dudes go behind the moon. That's really neat. Mm. Wanted to plug that Mm. cool thing I know about. That I heard on the college radio once. (laughs) You and the college radio. Love that college radio. Spooky plane disappeared and then crashed in the desert. You know, that's our our setup here. And so then we go to a a hospital where there's two nurses walking down the hallway and they run into a colonel who is played by that dude what was in The Birds. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's him. Mm -hmm. Which I didn't recognize because this was black and white and I suddenly can't recognize people when they're in black and white somehow. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I had a real problem with it. I didn't even know until I like looked this episode up and I was like, oh, fuck. yeah, th- that's the dude. So, uh, you know, he's here playing a colonel. And one of the nurses asks him how he's feeling. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But he's like, obviously nervous about something. And he asks if Major Gart is here. <laughs> that, okay, so... That's like that Simpsons episode. <laughs> My son is also named Gart. <laughs> it's like they're trying to name him. It's like, oh, let's make sure he like bullies can't get to him. <laughs> oh man, that name remi- that name rhymes with this. He'll get made fun of for that. It's like Bart, Shart, Cart. He's good. <laughs> Eart, no, <Yeah>. he's good. <laughs> Gart. Oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, so he's named, like, William Gart, and this dude is Clegg Forbes, and I'm like, (laughs) could you imagine if Clegg Gart was a person? Yeah, those are their uh, alter egos, is William Forbes and Clegg Gart. That's their son, is is Clegg Gart. A horrible thing to put in your mouth, Clegg Gart. Clegg Gart. (laughs) He's like, alright, cool, thanks. And he, you know, goes down to room 15 to... See Major Gart. One nurse says to the other, Oh, hey, wasn't that the one of the dudes what went up into space? And she's like, Yeah, that's uh, that's Colonel Forbes. You know, we let him out of here the other day, but here he is back again. Yeah. And the narration comes back in and says, Sometimes military secrets aren't just covered up under a tarp, as Colonel Forbes will learn of. And so he goes into the room. Gart, who is... <laughs> We need a we need a, we need a different name for him. William. No, I don't have a better name. Major Bort. But like that's the thing. Like usually we make the name sound stupid and it would end up as like as that. But no, that's his name starting off. His name is just already William 
Gart. Like, we made that dude Mothman. Yeah. He had a normal name. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he had a human name. Yeah. For the most part. Gart. Just... Okay. Gart. We'll see, we'll see how far we can go without laughing every time you say that. I'm gonna try real hard. Hopefully we'll think of a solution. I'm just thinking of a lot of, like, really bad solutions, so yeah. we're not gonna use any of Yeah, they're of not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> Gart is uh, real happy to see him. But Forbes is still, like, super anxious. First, he's just really cagey, cagey. And he's like, hey, how's it going? You know, whatever. Gart's got a real baby face. He's, like, 12. Yeah. It looks super familiar, though. Yes. I, I don't remember what he was in, but I looked it up. My bad. Dang. Or he's in stuff that I don't know what it is, but you would know. That's true. I have seen... A, we've seen a lot of different stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, you know... If you want to look it up while I'm talking, that's fine. I actually had to look it up because I thought Major was above Colonel, but it's not. It's the rank below. But with a title like Major, you would think it would be above something like a Colonel. It is? It goes Lieutenant, Major, Colonel, something else, General. Sergeant, General. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, you would think the title of Major would be... Not the second dude up. It just sounds more major. Yeah. And you would think an awful crime against spelling like the word colonel (laughs) would be uh, down near lieutenant, which is also sort of a crime against spelling. Uh, That's like in Parks and Rec when Leslie's like, I'm having a lot of cants today. I can't spell colonel. I can't do this. (laughs) I I had to spell colonel so many times in my notes that I'm like, now you have to learn for real now. Uh, You didn't know? I did know, but... (laughs) It just, it fucked me up any time I had to do it. Because how many times are you running into the word colonel in your daily life? Uh, military people don't interact. Um. <laughs> military don't interact. Just in general, military don't interact with this podcast. <laughs> because Rod Sterling hated them, apparently. He was, I think he was in the Navy. That's a perfectly good reason to hate them. It's true. It's a perfectly fine reason to not like the military. That's like the, um, the Jimi Hendrix thing. He, yeah. he was in it by force. They, they made him. They made him be in it. And he was like, and I need out of here. He hated it the and whole time. And he hated time. it. And he yeah, got out. Yeah. So. I don't know Rod's relationship with the military, but it's clear he was very critical of the military, as yeah. we can see from this television show. Yeah, I don't know made. how long he was in it, yeah. I don't know. Not sure. We'll do our Rod Sterling biopic episode at some point. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but back to uh, Forbes and Gart. Gart. Gart is like, he says, one more thermometer in my puss, <laughs> and I'm going to... I'm going to discharge myself. So I looked it up. It's your mouth. It's the, I didn't know. Like, I knew it had to be, but I was like, I've literally never heard this word like this. I just think it's sourpuss. Yeah, that too. Like, you're just... Mm. I don't know. I, was, I always thought that came from... I don't know. I don't know what the hell that word came from. <laughs> never mind. It was quite a shock, though. Just throwing that word around. Just puss. Yep. Because that means something very different now. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 100%. What else could it mean? Except your mouth. Yeah. And shoving thermometers in it. Well, do you know uh, the origin of the word puss as slang for your mouth? No. Okay. I don't know if you know that. I have a fun fact for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally know. Fuck your facts. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
it, continue. It comes from the the Irish word for for mouth, which I didn't write down because I'm a I'm just a dummy. Yeah, it was it was a word that the, the Irish brought here and were using, so then everyone used it. Mm. You know, so that's neat. But yeah, I mean something much different now. <laughs> is is what I'm gonna now do. And so Gart's like, all right, what's going on out in the world, Mister Freedom? Been out there twelve hours and then you came back. He's like, did you talk to anybody? What happened to the ship? Forbes is super disoriented. And he's like, no, yeah, this ship's fine. Oh, wait, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, no, they put it under a tarp. Never mind. Yeah, no, it's being investigated. And Carl's like, are you okay? You look kind of hungover. Uh, and you're acting weird. Forbes takes out a, a cigarette because everyone loves to smoke because it's 1959. And he gives Gart the other one he has. And then while he's lighting it with a match, his hands are all shaky. And Gart's like, hey, quit shaking. <laughs> Stop it. Forbes says, all right, something happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. But first, I want to establish a few things, so I'm going to ask you some questions. And he asks when he left. And Gart's like, you don't remember that? Okay, don't you know? Yeah. And Forbes is like, no, I don't know anything. Yeah, just time to freak out. He's, he's having a hard time. He's like, all right, I left at 9.30 yesterday morning, right? And Gart's like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, who was with me? And Gart says no one was with him. He left the hospital alone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, see, you say that. That's not true. And then he picks up the the uh, newspaper off the bureau, and he kind of waves it in Gart's face, and he's like, what's this say? You freaking read it, you punk ass. Read this to me. Read this to my dumb ass. <laughs> you can see a big old headline that two, count them two, two men were, uh, you know, brought back from a crash out in the desert after a flight to space. And Gart's like, yeah, two men went up into space, and then they came back. There's a picture of them in the paper that just looks so bad, because they're bo- they aren't both looking at the camera. Yeah. They're looking at, like, two different cameras. They're looking everywhere, just... <laughs> they're just looking all over the damn place. So Forbes crosses over to the, the bureau that has a mirror on the wall behind it, so we get our good friend the mirror shot back again, where you can see Gart laying in the bed as Forbes kind of... Looks at himself and makes sure he's real. Did you find something about Gart? I found he was in a movie that has a very suggestive title. Uh, what's it called? The Horizontal Lieutenant. <laughs> I can't believe he was the Horizontal Lieutenant. <laughs> oh, it's a comedy? Okay. Oh, 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 oh. I love this military sex romp. Oh, uh, it literally is. A military comedy about a luckless army intelligent lieutenant who finds himself stationed on a remote island, remote island army outpost during World War II, where all the action is between the sheets. And then, you know, there's a fucking, like, synopsis, but I'm not going to read that. No one's going to read that. (laughs) Wow. The horizontal... I gotta watch that. I can't believe we're going to start a Patreon and then (laughs) review the horizontal lieutenant for (laughs) Patreon content. Um, you know... (laughs) Listen... (laughs) <laughs> you know uh no one would pay money for this um nope. <laughs> nope he talks to gart while he's looking in the mirror he's like so that's really what you you remember right two of us two of us went to space and he's like yeah yeah there were you know remember how we flew for four hours and then we blacked out for 24 hours and then we crashed in the desert and that's what happened yeah 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 and gart's like yeah uh, yeah yep sure is and forbes is like but what if there were three of us? What, get, what, man, just wait a second, man. Think about it, man. Hold on. What if I told you? Man. There were three. And he's like, what, no, no, no. We had with us 
a colonel by the name of Ed Harrington, who is their one normal named friend. Honestly, bless him. <laughs> and that's that's why he was the first to go. Shit. <laughs> he had the normal name. You're out of here, buddy. Whatever force erased people needed time to remember the other two. They were like, Bart? Clegg F- Forbes? But Cle- Cart? <laughs> Eart? <laughs> no, that can't be them. I, it's, it's fake. <laughs> Me, an interdimensional being who erases people from existence. Mm-hmm. I can't find these men and their weird <laughs> names. <laughs> So upon hearing the name of Ed Harrington, Gart kind of looks like he remembers something, but he, you know, doesn't. It's like he's just going along with it, like, oh, yeah, he's okay. Like, yeah, 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 oh, sure. Whatever, bud. And Forbes kind of grabs him and shakes him, and he's like, listen, listen, I knew Ed for 15 years, and you knew him for five. We were best friends. And we all went up in that plane. And we all were in the crash. There were three of us. And, and they were three of them. And there were three of them. <laughs> He's like, and when we crashed, me and Ed, we were just scraped up. But, you know, you busted up your leg. And so yesterday, Forbes and Harrington left the hospital. And the guard's just like, hey, I don't know any Harrington. It was just you and me in the plane. Like, that name sounds fake. It's like, I think you need some help. So he, like, reaches back to go get the the call nurse button, but Forbes grabs him. He's like, no, no, no. How about I tell you? How about I hold you hostage? <laughs> Honestly. Because you can't leave the bed. Story time, motherfucker. And I tell you what I remember, and then you'll believe me? I don't know. I guess. And he's uh, getting real sweaty. <laughs> Real sweaty, Air Force man. We haven't seen a sweaty protagonist in a little bit. That's true. Nobody was super sweaty the past couple episodes. Why not? Well, the boat one took place out on the ocean, so it was, like, cold. Mm. Slash he was dead, and I guess you don't sweat when you're dead. I guess. Whatever. Yeah. and uh, poor excuse. <laughs> I don't know. Ed Hall didn't sweat that much. Yeah. He sweat a little bit. He was really weirdly calm. Yeah. Yeah. It was very strange. He's like, this has happened to me, and then I'm going to die, and that's it. Yeah, done. No need to sweat this. Hey! Hey. (laughs) Forbes explains that they they said bye to guard, and they were going to go out on the town, and then we get a flashback. There we go. Now I don't need to put in an interstitial, because you did it for me. I'm always here for that. And so we see Ed in question, laughing. He's calling Gart a fresh punk kid and says, ah, they should keep you in the hospital for a million years. Us, we're going to go have fun. You get to stay here. And you know, if you're good, we'll call you up and let you talk to some girls. (laughs) Uh, They got a good camaraderie. Yeah. It's all right. And Gart's like, yeah, get out of here. Exact words. Yeah. Harrington goes and he picks his hat up off the bureau and looks at the paper that's under it. And sure enough... Three spacemen came back from the crash. Again, a not great picture. It's a different picture, too. It is a different picture because there's three of them. Yeah. Headline says there were three of them. Picture has three of them. So not only can these interdimensional beings erase people, they can also take different pictures of you. (laughs) It's true, yeah, because it's different pictures of the three of them. Yeah. And so Harrington's like, 
oh boy, what a good looking guy. I don't know who these other two schmucks are. And Gart gives him a joke salute and he's like, bye, who needs ya? <laughs> Get out of here. Harrington and Forbes go to a bar that's playing some nice big band music. And there's a lady hanging out at the bar, having a little drink. And they both kind of oogle her and then race up to see who gets to sit next to her. And Forbes gets there first, so he gets to sit next to her. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. The bartender recognizes them as those guys what went up into space. Call them celebrities. He called them celebrities, yeah. He's like, wow, I don't get to serve a lot of celebrities. That's gr- super awesome. You guys are Harrington and Forbes. And Harrington's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that doesn't mean I can't still buy a beer for 30 cents. <laughs> I, it's a th- big beer, too. It, yeah, like, it's a tall beer. It's a tall, skinny beer, but it's 30 cents. 30 cents. 30 cents. 30 cents. 30 cents. And the bartender's like, no, 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 it's on the house. So he gives them a couple drinks for free that are... Mostly foam, because he did the draft a little bit weird. He, he was really excited. He just poured it quick, okay? Yeah, he was just <laughs> crank. Oh, shit, you guys want a beer? All right. <laughs> I've never poured a beer before suddenly, somehow. Honestly. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, I don't even care that you guys wrecked up that plane, even though it was made with my tax dollars. Such a, like, snide little just remark right there. Honestly. I hate when people say stuff like that. Uh, I, it's not their fault that it got made with the tax dollars. <laughs> Honestly. It, they didn't do anything. There's nothing they can do, so there's no reason to make a crack like that at them, but okay. The shot pans back over to include the lady at the bar now, and she's kind of smiling, and she's interested in them now that she's overheard that they were up in space. And so she asks Forbes what it's like in outer space, and he decides he's going to badly <laughs> flirt with her now. He's like, oh man, it's like way out there, man. <laughs> He doesn't call her man, but he's just like, oh, it's way out. Weak. So weak. He couldn't even tell her what space was like because he blacked the fuck out and then crashed in the (laughs) desert. He's just pulling it out of his ass what space was like. Hey, you gotta just, you know, take it for all it's worth, though. Like, come on. Anything for that puss. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah? Harrington's kind of watching them out of the corner of his eye and he strikes a match to light a cigarette but then he suddenly gets like this really kind of scared confused look on his face and he stares off and he doesn't doesn't light the match he just holds it and Forbes leans back over to him to to say something but then notices his look and he's like hey is anything wrong and the bartender also notices and asks if anything's wrong and Forbes is like haha I'll tell you after I drink this beer if anything's wrong it's fine we're all having a good time he goes to toast with Ed to to happy landings, wherever they may be. Ed's still super spacey, but he picks up his beer and kind of holds it loosely to toast and then just drops it on the floor to crash. And Forbes is like, hey, are you, like, sick? And he's like, no. No, I'm, I'm fine. Bartender gets him another beer because that's, you know, all fine and good. Anything for these... Yeah. Celebrities. These celebrities. Hey, you landed that beer just like you landed that aircraft. <laughs> you added the song and everything. <laughs> and then the hook came and took me out of the podcast. And I wasn't allowed to make the show anymore. You weren't, no. They took my podcast license again. <laughs> you took it. You took it. Damn. <laughs> you brought this upon yourself. I suppose I did. 
So Forbes asks uh, Harrington if he's sick, and he's just kind of like, no, no, I just got this weird feeling like I don't belong here, and he's starting to get real sweaty. (laughs) I just, I can't help but notice how sweaty these people get. I always notice the makeup and how bad it is, if it's bad, and you always just notice how sweaty people get. Because it it shows anxiety Mm -hmm. when they're all sweaty, Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) And so Harrington says... It's like if I just let go, I'll I'll disappear. And Forbes, you know, tries to to laugh it off. He's just like, <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. Why don't you just uh, not not do that? <laughs> just don't. It's fine. You're fine. It's cool. Yeah. You're fine. Shut up. You're fine. It's fine. And then Ed suddenly stands up and he's like, I uh, I gotta go call my folks. No, yeah, everything's totally fine. I'm good. <laughs> I'm super great. Yeah. Forbes goes back to talking to the lady at the bar. Well, Ed goes to the phone booth inside this bar, which I I miss. I like that aesthetic of the phone booth inside the building. Mm-hmm. It's like having a smaller building inside a building. <laughs> I guess. Which is very... It's cute. I don't know. I like it. So he dials off the operator to, to call his parents, and we get a little time lapse. We don't get to hear what the phone call was. No. But then... Harrington leans out of the phone booth and he calls for Forbes to come over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like same. <laughs> Forbes comes over to the to the booth and Harrington's just kind of like deflated. <laughs> yeah, he's just sunk down out of the that's not a, there's there's a seat in there. Yeah, there's like a little yeah. seat or like one of those like corner bench corner benches. So he's just kind of like sunk down into that like he's actively melting or something. He explains that he Called his parents, and they don't. I don't have a son. I don't know who Ed is. Who Ed? Who never, never met, him. met him. Ed Harrington. Don't know who that is. Don't interact. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't call here trying to play a fucking joke on my wife. We don't have a son. He's like mortified. And Forbes is still trying to play this off as some kind of weird joke. He's like, haha, maybe they're having a, having a gag at you yeah. or something. And he's like, nah, man. I had no idea who I was. No, this really sucks. It's, you know, part of that I'm not supposed to be here feel. Yeah. It's like it's like none of us should have come back from that that mission. And that's like some real survivor's guilt stuff. Would only happen if one of them had died on the mission. I don't know. Yeah, I, he just jumps to that so fast. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I don't feel good. I feel like I'm just gonna leave. I'm like, oh. Like, I guess, yeah, the, the plane crash did just happen. But, like, he just goes to that so fast of, like, we're not supposed to be here Some, anymore. Something <laughs> happened when they blacked out. And he's like, hmm, maybe we should have died. He doesn't say that, but that's kind of the... What if we died? The implication there. Mmm... What you say? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, well, of course you didn't. What you say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> Forbes like, okay. Well, I'm gonna go get you a drink. You stay right here in the phone booth. You weird melty friend. <laughs> Don't move. He walks back over to the bar and catches sight of a newspaper on one of the tables by the bar, and. There's two men. Two. Only two of them came back from the crash. And it's Forbes and Gart. Cart. Cart. Bart. Eart. Mart. Tart. Let's call him Tart. (laughs) Major Tart? Yeah. I like it, actually. I fucking love him. (laughs) All right, Major Tart. 
so he kind of like grabs it and he's like, oh, oh, what? The fuck what? <laughs> what? And he quick turns back to the booth, rushes back, and it's empty. Ed's gone. He he just gone. He, he did that. He did that. No, he did. They did that to him. <laughs> they capital T. Yeah. Capital H E Y. They <laughs> did that. <laughs> and so now Forbes is a little freaked out. He's like, <laughs> Ooh, "Where did he go?" Uh, okay. He walks back to the bar, and the lady's there, and she gets gets his attention. You got a beer here? Yeah. Come back and sit down and talk to me about space that you don't remember because you passed out. She doesn't know that. She doesn't know that. <laughs> he can't tell her that. They both just want to get boned down, okay? And they just want to bone down. Even though I'm pretty sure Amy, who we meet later, is his girlfriend. Something like that. Something like that. I'd, yeah. I'm unclear on their relationship, but we'll talk to the, about that later. Yeah. Ed's drink is gone. And so Forbes asked the bartender, he's like, hey, what happened to my... Uh, my buddy's drink. My buddy's drink here. And the bartender's like, whomst? I love the expression, though, because he's like, uh, my friend, you dickweed, like, <laughs> you who know, you're daring to screw over right now? Like, he's so ride or die already. He's like, you know, Colonel Harrington, who you were calling a fucking celebrity, uh, three minutes ago? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, you you came in here by yourself. And Forbes is like, uh, no, you gave him a new drink after he dropped that other one on, on the, the floor! floor. And he looks straight down at the floor, but there's no broken... It's gone. It's gone. Not even a mess. Nope. Forbes jumps directly to calling everybody at this bar crazy. (laughs) Love it. I support him, okay? You're crazy. I I support him so much. He needs help. I support him. Okay. (laughs) Out of all the dudes. Nah. Everyone but Tart. (laughs) Support everybody but Tart. Yeah, like, Tart's okay, but he's not my fave. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I like Tart. Yeah. There's know. nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong we, with Tart. I, I think it's just we don't know enough about him. Yeah, we never get, we don't get to learn I like enough. his insults when they're leaving the room. Of like, ah, who needs yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. But, yeah. So the, the act ends on Forbes calling everybody crazy. And running out. For not remembering Ed Harrington. Mm, what you say? Mm, that you only meant well. Well, of course you did. Mm, what you say? Dear Forbes, by the time you read oh, this... Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> I love shot you. <laughs> and then both of us shot you. <laughs> watch that now because i just wanted to i've been wanting to watch uh old snl skits like not super old but i mean like you know will ferrell jimmy fallon old yeah yeah. with uh those dudes i was watching jimmy fallon something he was talking about old skits and i was like oh yeah you were on for a long time (laughs) like i'm like what besides like the boston one i'm like what skit do i even remember you're being in like i don't remember so i'll have to watch "Mm, what you say little baby sandberg yeah the babyest Samurai. He's tiny. He's a tiny baby. I also forget he's on there. Like, I remember that he was on there, if only because I was. I think that was like the first kind of thing I had seen him doing, and I was like, hmm. I don't know if I like this dude, this Andy Samberg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, but you know, it worked out. Now he's good. Now he's he's, good. he's done good. <laughs> he done good. 
So we come back, and uh, Forbes is hanging out at a hotel, trying to call the Air Force Base. And he's, like, super disheveled now. Like, his tie's all undone and his hair is super messed up. And he's trying to get a hold of the commanding officer, but I guess they can't get him or something? I don't know. You don't get to hear the other half of the conversation, so he's like, all right, well, just call me back. He's probably just out. (laughs) He's out or he's sleeping, because I think it's, like, three in the morning. Yeah, that's ambiguous, too. Yeah. But probably late. It's most likely very late. Very late. And so there's a knock at the door. Well, first, Forbes thinks it's Ed. He's like, oh! My friend. My boy. (laughs) He came back. He came back for me. (laughs) Please. But no, it's a a lady, and her name is Amy. And we don't exactly get an explanation of their relationship, but he does call her honey, so they might be dating. I think they are, yeah. I'm pretty sure they are. Amy is pissed, because Forbes did not come meet her at the bus station at midnight. I think they're dating because... When she barges into the room, she's like, you two-timing, and like, she got all this dirt on him, and I'm like, you gotta be dating him. (laughs) (laughs) You devilish, two-timing, scheming, jerk. Yeah. And so she's like, you sent me a telegram saying that you would meet me at midnight at the bus station, and I was there at 12, and I was there at 1, and I was there at 2, and then she went out looking for him, and she went to a bunch of bars and a bunch of motels looking for this man. Presumably, it's something like three in the morning now. Yeah. All the time she's talking to him, Forbes is like, no, 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 Amy, I'm in, I'm in trouble. Like, some real fucked up shit happened. She's like, uh, yeah, I don't doubt that you're in trouble, because you fucking do shit all the time. And he's like, no, please, I'm freaking out. He explains, he's like, okay, so in the telegram that I sent you, I said me and Ed, Ed and I, because... <laughs> It, this man would say me and Ed, though. Like, Ed and I is a, a writer way to say it, because yeah. it's the good way to say it. Yeah. It's not the good way to say it, it's just the way an English teacher would tell you to say it. Neither of them are right or wrong. Sometimes it does sound better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole classism thing, That's, saying Ed and I. That That's, is your other podcast. That goes on the linguistics podcast. Yep. 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 <laughs> He's explaining, yep, I sent you that telegram about when I... When Ed and I were getting out of the hospital, and he's like, wait, my copy of the telegram will surely confirm that Ed is a thing. <laughs> the thing is Ed! That nobody else remembers. And so he goes, he goes digging around, and he's super hype, and he finds a copy of it, and it just says, I'm getting out at nine o'clock. And he's like, uh... Fuck. No! This plan is backfire. Whoops! And Amy's like, hey, I don't know who Ed is what who are you whomst <laughs> and ed's like not ed ed's gone <laughs> <laughs> we can't channel ed anymore no can't bring the spirit of ed back to us as much as this guy's trying as much as clegg forbes really <laughs> wishes that his friend was back <laughs> and he's like what do you mean which no you know ed like, we hung out on the, all the time. We went to, you know, dinners and, and dances, and we double-dated with Ed. JK, he dated Ed. JK, they both dated Ed. Best plot twist ever, thanks. Great plot twist. They both dated Ed. Ed the pansexual had to go back to fucking space. <laughs> he had to go back to pan space. <laughs> they took him back. Love it. Great. <laughs> he uh, He's having a just a real breakdown, and, you know, Amy doesn't know what to do, how to help him, because he's just saying some shit. He's just saying words. He's just saying words. <laughs> words that nobody knows, like nobody. Ed Harrington. That's not a not... You can't even... You can't even put those two words together and make, a, like, any 
any kind of sense. No, that's those don't mean anything. The phone rings, and Forbes clambers over to it, and it's the Air Force calling him back. His voice is all, like, unsure, though. He's like, yeah, Colonel? Wait, no, Major? General? General? Dad? General Dad? Can you come pick me up? Well, yeah, because he was just crying, so he's like, can't let the general know I was crying. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, rubbing his eyes. He's like, oh, general, I'm sorry for, for calling you so late, but I gotta ask some questions. It's about, I gotta tell you something about Ed Harrington. And again, you don't get to hear the other half of the conversation, but the general doesn't know Ed Harrington. He's like, who? That's real upsetting. I think it's a, it's a good bit of acting from him. Because you only see his side of the conversation. You don't know what's being said to him. Yeah. You just get his reactions. And it's it's also him trying to be measured and well-behaved as, once again, somebody else continues to tell him that Ed Harrington is not a human being that exists. And also, you know, military, he's just, he knows to behave yeah. in front of this man. Yep, yep. <laughs> he's a, a commanding officer, so he has to be good. He can't throw a fit. He can't throw He. He throws a bit of a fit. You woke him up at three in the morning already. It's already a fit. It's true. Yeah, you already threw a fit by waking up the general. Yeah. Forbes is like, uh, how do you not know him? We we were with you for like 20 months. You know, Ed Harrington. Then he just, he winds up slamming the phone down and he's like, why doesn't anybody remember him? Yeah, it's the, it's, he breaks. (laughs) He's, he's having a real snap right here. And so he's like, yeah. This is a joke. Right, Amy? This is all a big fucking joke. It's a really good joke, and I hate it, but it's a joke. <laughs> it's this great, super cosmic joke that I've been saying all along is a great big joke ever since my friend Ed was still here. Remember, Ed? Of course you don't, but hey, that's part of the joke. Look at that suit's too big. <laughs> he wants to find Ed, but there isn't an Ed anymore, and the suit's too big. <laughs> Alright, plug that episode of Bob's Burgers. Tell everyone to watch it. <laughs> Listen, the episode of Bob's Burgers where Mickey comes back and he lives in their basement and wants to tunnel to the bank. Season, number, <sighs> title, come on. You can always it's, do this. I, I'm pretty sure it's in season four, but I don't remember the episode. What's the title of it? I also don't remember the title. Oh, wait, no. It's uh, Bob Fires the Kids. It's season four, episode one. <laughs> JK. It's when the kids go work on a pot farm, mm-hmm. and the the B plot is. It's is, just a, it's a beautiful episode. It's such a good episode. Like every part of it. So much of it. It was um. Oh God, what's his name? Ron Swanson was in it. Mm-hmm. Except I didn't recognize him as Ron Swanson because he was doing the one other voice he knows how to do. Oh, it's still his voice. Though. It's still his voice, but like <laughs> he's speaking in a slightly higher register, so I just never registered that that was him. I just that's his voice. It is. It is his voice. But I was like, oh no, yeah, that is him. <laughs> Oh, such a good episode. Okay. He doesn't want to be big anymore. The suit's too big. <laughs> Down the playing Calypso trying to tunnel out of their basement. Perfect. Burgers is such a good show. Um, Twilight Zone is also a good show. <laughs> I do want to make that clear. I'm not just going to reminisce about other shows. We just had to plug that one episode. And it's true. You just go watch that one episode if you've somehow and never watched it. You'll get the big episodes. reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, as he's, you know, trying to convince himself that this is all a big joke. He's, like, backing out of the room onto a little patio, which I actually thought that this was, like, a deck and he was on the second floor. Yeah, me too. I thought it was up, because you see, you see like, the tops of some tree-ish yeah. things. And then you mostly see stars. Yeah. Like, the backdrop makes it mostly look like it's open air. Yeah. No, he's on the, he's on the first floor, and this is just, like, a little walled-in patio off the 
very anticlimactic when he hops over. It's true. When he hops over, it really freaked me and out. He just runs. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, the ground's right there. There it is. And so he's like, hey, <laughs> Ed must still be at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he is. Yeah. He's at the yeah. bar. Ed. Ed's at the bar. Done. Got it. Figured cool. out. Thanks. Cool. Nailed it. All right. Bye. And so he books it off. End of the end of the night. <laughs> we see he goes back to the bar, which is understandably now closed. Three or four in the morning. Three, some probably four. Some fucking time in the morning. Over his shoulder, there's like a flashing light on and off. That's like the one that there was back in episode one when he's really losing it. Yeah, near the end. I yeah. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. Me either. Like it's. I don't think it's a street light. It can't be a walk signal because it's clearly like up. I, I have no idea what that light is. Only thing I can think of is sometimes intersections at night will just flash yellow. I guess. But yeah. it's very rare. It, it's and just I very strange. It wouldn't have, I don't see it happening back then. Uh, yeah. There isn't an intersection over there. Like, it's it's clearly another, yeah. the other half of the street. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's just, it's like disconcerting. It's for dramatic effect. It is, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very unsettling to just see this weird blinking light. And so he's standing outside the bar just looking in. He's just like rubbing his face on the glass. He's like, please, Ed. Ed. Ed, where are you? I'm sure that sounds great. Uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone knew what you just said. You know, just hear muffled screaming. <laughs> Welcome to the Twilight Zone podcast. <laughs> yeah. 100%. It's that and that instrument we both love. The theremin. The theremin. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, oh shit, we're, we're our own soundtrack now. And it sounds horrible. <laughs> it sounds atrocious. And everyone stopped listening. Honestly. Well, we predicted our numbers would plummet. We just didn't know how much. How much. I can't believe this is the last episode. (laughs) Because everyone stopped listening. Yeah. God. (laughs) Forbes decides he's gonna just bust in through these glass doors. And walk through this empty bar, because clearly Ed is in here. Mm-hmm. So he breaks through the glass, and then, you know, just really sadly walks through the empty bar, doing like a Marco Polo. Well, first he screams Harrington. Oh, <laughs> Like a fucking He-Man. Harrington! Like, he's mad about it. That he, yeah. Mad he can't find Ed. Mad he can't find his boyfriend. And then when there's obviously no reaction because the bar is empty, he then mopes about it. He then does a Marco Polo. <laughs> yeah. Ed. Ed. Harrington. Ed. Harrington. Ed. Harrington. <laughs> so he wanders around doing that for a, a minute, and then he stops next to a table with some chairs piled on it. Poor unsuspecting table. <laughs> These poor chairs. He just shoves them over. <laughs> Have more of a fit. <laughs> just down on the floor. <laughs> I don't want to see him anymore. And come back. I will say that, like, I do really love his acting in this scene. Yeah. Because he, you could just tell how fucking sad he is. You can tell how broken he is over this. And that that was his best friend. Yeah. And I'm like, kudos to you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you did a good. It's what I would do if you disappeared. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he man through some glass. Pushed over some chairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Done. You know, just break into a bar. <laughs> I've been laughing at this man, but same. <laughs> we finally realized the truth. Uh, 
God. <laughs> ditch so, okay, ditch some lady at hotel. <laughs> wake up a general at four in the morning. <laughs> yell at him. Assault a man in a hospital bed. <laughs> Assault a man with a broken leg. <laughs> Will you also the lady call a quote-unquote friend? My other friend. <laughs> Who's my other friend? I don't know. I only have one. Find someone with a broken leg at the time. It doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll get in an aircraft with you and somebody else. Forbes goes into the uh, the the phone booth and he just kind of sits down. I think it's also very sad that like, you know, because he lost this, he lost it in such a traumatic way. Yeah. And sudden, and then, like, you know, you just have to go right back to where he was. Right back to the scene. And it's just, it's even sadder. I really like the camera here again, because it does the thing it did back in the Ed Hall episode, where it just goes up. Yeah. And then looks straight down at him. Yeah. In the phone booth. Which, I don't... And he, well, he's just gazing up. I don't know enough about phone booths and buildings. I, I would suspect they would have a top, so no one could hear your conversation. I mean... But I, I get it's for the TV show, but I'm like, I can't even dispute it, because I just don't know. Because <laughs> we don't have them anymore. Yeah. But, uh... I feel like the walls are intended to muffle you enough that yeah. it doesn't have a top, necessarily. I have no idea. But, uh, you know, it's real sad. That ends our flashback, and we're back in the... Oh, yeah. In the, in the hotel. Not the hotel. The hospital. Hospital. I mean, a hospital is a hotel for sick people. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom. The sicky hotel. Bringing these true facts. Forbes just kind of wraps it up. He's like, yeah, I just, like, wandered around like a crazy man. He's a bit eerily calm now. Yeah, he's he's settled into a, a weird, disaffected calm and... He definitely is associating everything in his entire... He already... He did it at the hotel. He just associated at the hotel. Yeah. And this is just the calm after for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Major Tart's just kind of looking at him with a... <laughs> I wait until you stop drinking. Thank you. Uh, Major Tart's just also kind of looking at him with a sort of blank face. He's like, okay. But he's also lounging <laughs> with his arm back all sultry behind his head. Yeah, he's, he's like... like mm, yeah? No one can see what we're doing, but... <laughs> But we both had to do it. But we both did. You know, just just one arm back, you know, seduction pose, but he just listened to his friend talk. Listened to his friend talk about his psychotic break. <laughs> Forbes is like, yeah, I heard like a burglar alarm at some point. So I just booked it. I love that line. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing, but then I realized that, you know, that alarm's bad, so I had to go because fuck the police. Come straight from the underground. Um, he's like, I don't know what happened to Amy. I guess it just left her there. It, it really it, fucked up. It's and you know that's what that's what's up. I did that. I just did that. Tart's like, okay, well, <laughs> I still don't know who Ed Harrington is. Is the thing three hours later? I still don't know him. I, he still isn't a a thing. Like I think you imagined that. I don't think Ed Harrington was real, honey. Are any of us real? Mm. 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 Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Damn. <laughs> Can't believe no one was real the whole time. Why should I actually be an episode? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and so Forbes is like, oh, no, no, no. He's real. He just got yanked out of here. They had to take him. <laughs> they they done took him. And he's come to that conclusion now. Yeah. He's like, no, he... Ed was right. 
My my mania has subsided, and I remembered what Ed was talking about before he disappeared. (laughs) I remember all that stuff he said. He he was right. And we get this real slow pan that goes over and then shoots him from below while he just stares off into space. Good shot. It's a good shot. He's clearly really starting to feel that same unhinged feeling. And so he stands up, and he's kind of looking in the mirror again, and then he catches himself feeling this, and he's like... Oh, no. No, no, no. And so he turns back and he grabs Garden. He's shouting. He's like, I don't want to go. I don't, no. No, no, no. I don't. Don't let him take me. <laughs> and he runs out of the room. Yeah. Which, you know, He's now. screaming. Screaming. Don't let him take me. I don't want to go. Gart leaps out of bed with his busted leg. Tart. Tart. <laughs> Tart and his busted leg leap up out of bed and they hobble to the hallway real quickly, but the hallway's empty. Mm-hmm. No more shouting. No. Nobody's shouting. Nobody's anything. Except now Tart's like, hey! Yeah. Somebody get him! He's like, somebody help him! <laughs> somebody get him! Somebody help him! A nurse comes in and she's like, uh, what's up? Don't be out of bed. What are you doing? <laughs> you, you got a messed up leg. I don't know exactly what happened to you. Nope. <laughs> you just can't, don't, don't be out of bed. Get back in bed. <laughs> Do it. And he's like, um, no, what about Colonel Forbes? And she's like, who? Uh, never heard of him. Whomst? <laughs> That's all episode is just whomst. Tar looks over and he sees the paper again one more time. And now, one spaceman, lone spaceman, lone comes tart. back. Lone Tart. Lone Tart comes back from Crash. Yeah, in his yearbook photo. <laughs> and the one photo of him does look like a, a yearbook photo. And he's mortified just completely horrified because he's like oh no it did it happened it, he, he said it and it happened he was right about the whole thing that guy i don't know he was right about that my friend also right about it i wonder how like the whole memory racing thing happens because it's like obviously they all know, they've known each other for years and years and years mm-hmm. but it's is it like the last person who talked to them, the last person who saw them, or just it's because they already know each other. Because I think it, I, I, I think it's just cool that it's it links them mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's like oh, he got forgotten, but he remembers, and he got forgotten, but he remembers, and it just it could go on and on. But there's only three of them. There was a, there were three of them. A doctor and a nurse are coming downstairs. And they're talking about what spaces are available in this ward. Well, no. We had Tart. He gets back in bed and he just kind of... He calmed down a little. I think he calms down a little and then he sees the paper. And then he just kind of, like, leans back in horror. Yeah, he does lean, but he leans back out of frame. Yeah. And the the camera just kind of zooms in on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the nurse and the doctor. And then we get the nurse and the doctor. And they're like, oh, but uh, what's going on in this ward? We got any space? And she's like, yeah. We got a shit ton of space. Room 15 down there. There's nobody in there. It we, can hold three beds. It can hold three people. <laughs> and so they're like, all right, sure, let's go take a look. Even though you already told me that. I don't know why he has to walk to the end of the hall to take a visual look. Yeah. I mean, I know. I know. But also. But why? <laughs> I can't believe this doctor won't take her word for it that <laughs> the room is empty. But we also know. But like, we know. It's for the fucking TV. I mean, it's for the TV. <laughs> So we go down to the room, and sure enough, all the beds are gone. All of them. And so he's like, yeah, we put some malaria patients in here. <laughs> cool, go get some beds. All right, bye. And then our closing shot is back in the hangar, 
And the plane's gone. It's out of plane jail. It escaped from plane jail. It did. And went to extra-dimensional... Plane heaven. I was going to say extra-dimensional plane jail, but okay. Hmm. Where do tarp planes go when they die? But that's the thing. It's like, if okay, in the fantasy of they get extra-dimensional plucked, mm. do they just... Is it they go to, like, extra-dimensional jail, or they live their lives in extra-dimensional life, or... Do... Uh, yeah. I don't... They just don't have an existence. I know, but I like, like to think of different realities. Okay. I mean... Different possibilities. Could be they just... They're feeling nothing at all. Because they gone. What about the plane's feelings, Jess? The plane also doesn't have any feelings. Yes, it does. Don't tell no. your... Tell that to your friend. Sean, planes don't have feelings. <laughs> you get a strongly worded letter. Fuck you. <laughs> strongly worded letter to follow. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> and the, uh, the closing narration says, Yeah, once upon a time, there was a man named Harrington. And a man named Forbes. And a man, a man named, named Tart. Tart. <laughs> and they used to exist, but they don't anymore. And uh, there used to be a plane here, but there's not anymore. And if you have any questions, you can only ask them in the Twilight Zone. Boom. Done. Nice. 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 <laughs> nice. Nice. So obviously there was something supernatural or extraterrestrial or whatever that took them. I took them. Damn. I was going to say I like that we never get to find out what it is, but it was you the whole time. It's me. Wait, it was 1959? Yeah. My mom took them. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, did she teach you the ways of how to take people? She was an infant. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Fine. My dad can take him. He's like, you know, nine. All right. <laughs> both your parents. Yeah. Both took him. Yeah. All right. They're the interdimensional people. I can't believe your parents were into dimensional beings. Yeah. Okay. Done. Bada bing. <laughs> I'll have to phone them up one day and be like, hey, what did you guys do with those uh, three Air Force guys? How'd you get rid of those weenies? I need to know. <laughs> what happened to Tart? What happened to Tart? Tell me about Tart. Come on. Where'd babyface Tart go? <laughs> what did uh, did Harrington and, uh, you know, that dude shack up? What's up? What's up? What, uh, what happened to <laughs> the Tart? <laughs> You can't even say Tart anymore. You can't do it. I know. I thought of that whole that messed up name again. <laughs> oh, well, William Gart? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a fake name. It does. Like when you need to come. Like, uh, no, my my name isn't. It's it's William Gart. I'm not Anthony Smith. I'm, I'm William Gart. Are okay. You, are you sure? Because that sounds like a really fake name, sir. <laughs> also, your fake mustache is falling off. <laughs> oh, no. I have a disease and it falls off all the time. Sir, I can't sell you the tickets to the R-rated movie. <laughs> sir, you need to leave. <laughs> Another thing I like about this episode is like the whole kind of military cover-up mm-hmm. kind of angle. It's like a little bit of... They just hinted at it, yeah. Yeah, there's like a little bit of Roswell to it. No, that didn't happen. No. And I also think there's kind of a a reading here too about and I'm going to try to phrase this good, but I probably won't. People at large and society will like forget about something yeah. after it happens. All the time. Like they just they forget about it. Like who were the last people to go into space? We don't fucking know. 
Did they even learn that? I mean, well, the, f- the first people to go into space, yeah, but then, like, the... No, but, like, it's also just, like, events that happen when we are alive and current, like, it's a weird, bad topic, but, like, a major shooting. Yeah. I don't remember all of them. <laughs> well, I mean, there's been a lot of them. I know, so but, like, before the giant overlap lately, when it was just, you know, maybe one or two a year, good. <laughs> um... <laughs> um it's like someone, I, I remember, it was a couple months ago, someone brought up like, oh man, I remember all those? And I was like, no. Oh, not really. No. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like st- stuff that happens once it's out of the public eye, like it, you forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of the importance of like the, the newspaper. That, you know, the newspaper forgets. Like, y'all weren't around for that long. The newspaper never forgets. The newspaper just forgot all about them. Mm-hmm. As did everybody else mm-hmm. after this thing that happened to them. They were wiped from existence. They were wiped. They were wiped from existence by a supernatural force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> normal people in the regular world <laughs> forget about shit all the time. There you go. I don't know. That's a good episode. It was. Yes. I think this is my one I've liked the most mm. since uh, good old Barbara stuck in the film reel. Mm, yes. Yes. This is another good one. Yes. On that level. Yes. I'm glad we got another good one. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Last week was doozy. Last week was a doozy. And the week before that was even doozier. Just doozies aplenty here in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. It was doozier than last week was just kind of boring. Yeah. we. It was slow. Yeah. We, we want that... High octane, fast paced Twilight bullshit. That high octane bullshit. Come on, Rod. Give me that bullshit. That's what this whole show is. is here, sir, you want some more bullshit? Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, I love it. <laughs> it's just well-crafted bullshit. Yeah. That's the Twilight... I cracked the Twilight Zone. I can't believe you cracked the Twilight Zone. I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was our, our goal all along, was to crack the Twilight Zone, and now we've done it. <laughs> I'm sorry this episode didn't have any Dutch angles. You're uh, what you love. See, <laughs> I would have thought that it would after, you know, he breaks with reality. Yeah. It was very tame with the angles. The angles were more or less tame, and apart from the, the ceiling shot. When ceiling he's in shot the, in the when phone he's in the booth. booth. Yeah. Well, the phone booth in the hospital when he looks up. Yeah. I really like that shot. Yeah, it's good. So would you uh, like to hear what we're watching next week? Sure. So next week we'll be watching episode 12... What you need. Ain't a damn thing. No, sorry. Okay. A thug. (laughs) I didn't write this. A thug tries to exploit the abilities of a peddler who can see into the future and discern just what a person will need in an emergency. Oh, okay. We're back at it again with uh, the peddlers. Fucking peddlers. But then you'd have to convince the people that they need it and that... I wonder if it's like one big emergency or like... Oh, you're gonna have emergency later this week. Here you go. And, like, no one's gonna fucking believe that. I... I don't know. We'd have to see how good this peddler is at his bullshit. That just sounds too complicated. Yeah. And, you know, peddlers. Yeah. The peddler and the thug. Next week on the Twilight Zone. Sounds like some, like, old-timey song. (laughs) Gather around, children. I'll sing you the tale of the peddler and the thug in the belly of the whale. (laughs) Done. Done. Nailed it. Done. I'm glad you're writing that children's book.
And I'm glad that children know what thugs and peddlers are. <laughs> Listen, someone's got to teach them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some, someone's got to teach them about peddlers and thugs. And then we'll have it up on our Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, but like, there's a shirt with a big whale, mm-hmm. and then it's got like an x-ray view on its belly, and inside is a thug and a peddler. Are we talking like realistic whale or cartoony whale? I would say cartoony whale, cartoony thug and peddler. Okay. I like it. I like it too. Now you have to write a story. <laughs> They're just in there. That's the story. <laughs> no, Jess. <laughs> They're not just in there. Listen, I started writing the folk song. Like, I'll worry about it later. At the Decemberists, except you already wrote a song about men trapped in a whale. <laughs> then at the... They're like one of my favorite artists, but I can't remember their name right now. Damn. Son of a bitch, give me a second. You can take as many seconds as you need and then I'll cut it and make it sound good. Yeah. Make me sound good! I was listening to a lot of Queen last night. <laughs> At Queen, write the... The peddler and the thug. Oh, I have the Punch Brothers. So, get the Punch Brothers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because they definitely wrote a very good ballad about, you know, a man's love with a ship and having to chop up the ship for firewood. Oh, no. And it's called Another New World. And it's very sad and it's very good. Hmm. I'm going to plug the Punch Brothers. You know? I've always meant to listen to the Punch Brothers. They're so good. I just never got around to it. They're so good. We had another song. It's, you know, they're out looking for new worlds. Mm-hmm. And then they hit some ice, and they're like, oh, fuck. And then, you know, some dudes die, and then this dude needs to stay warm. And they have to chop up the ship, but the ship was, you know... The suit's too big. Literally, that's how I was talking, and I was like, get out of that. Get out of that rhythm. I love that cadence. It is. It's very good. But, you know, I can't do it. <laughs> that's why I always ask you to do that cadence, because I can't. Uh... Or I can just never remember that little thing from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, they have to chop up the ship to keep warm, and then, you know, they get back... And they're like, oh man, next time. He's like, you made me kill my ship. <laughs> my girlfriend, the ship? I'm not happy about this. She died. Literally, that's so I love that song. I can't believe, believe we just came full circle back to calling ships a she. <laughs> Damn, I just did that. Well, because the song does. Yeah. They, well, yeah. The song definitely, like, it has that tone of he loves the ship. That's his GF. Yeah. That Phil and ship GF. Yeah. So. Alright, well. Everybody go look up that Punch Brothers song. Yeah, it just... You know, there's that one. There's Rye Whiskey. That one's... That's the song I got into. Okay, okay. But yeah, some good shit. You you plugged a band, I plugged a band. All right, go, <laughs> go listen to Punch Brothers and Public Service Broadcasting. Uh, you can listen to that until we're back next week. In the meantime, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at spookyspotpod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, at the Spooky Spot. If you would like to hear more of me talking, you can hear me on the podcast Loop and Lottery, which comes out every week. Uh, this week, we actually watched an episode that was basically a Twilight Zone episode. Oh, you know the one? So it was bullshit. <laughs> most episodes of Loop and Third are, but this was a very specific type of bullshit. Okay. Do you know the episode where they find the camera that shows them the future? Yeah. I love that episode. Lupin gets a camera that shows him the future. Okay. It's really good. And then it gets destroyed. And then they go to a nudist island at the end of that episode. Oh boy. <laughs> Which <laughs> comes out of nowhere, but is also par for the course for this show. 
You're supposed to just jump out a window. That's 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 how you play the game of future camera. They <laughs> they managed to get away off a building in a helicopter, but then the helicopter started breaking down, so they had to go to a nudist island. Okay. It was a good. It was actually like the best episode of the show that I've seen. So you can uh, you can hear that. You know, elsewhere on the internet. Uh, the narration at the beginning of our episodes is done by my friend Tamara. You can find her online on Tumblr and Twitter at Total Spiffage. Find her on the World Wide Web. Find her on the World Wide Web. JK, that's a Halloween Town reference. <laughs> I don't know enough about Halloween Town. Uh, obviously, I do. There you go. We have talked off podcast about all the. That's a Disney Channel movie, right? Mm-hmm, Halloween Town? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how you know about all of them and I know nothing. I don't know all of them, but I do know a great deal of them because they were my little life. I, I know two of them, and it's the one where the boy turns into a leprechaun and the one where the boy Lovely turns Irish. into a mermaid. <laughs> but I've told you about other ones, though. You've told me about plenty of other I've ones. I've made but... you watch the Even Stevens clips. True. Of their musical. <laughs> Even Stevens was a show that I always meant to watch. It was a good show. It, I, I really missed the boat on that one. It was, I watched that. I didn't, I don't think I watched every episode. Like, I wasn't like, oh my god, I gotta watch it. But I watched a good chunk of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it always seemed like a, a good show. That and Lucy McGuire, obviously. Alright. Obviously. Okay. I got out before, you know, Jonas Brothers and stuff, though. Mm. Thankfully. We can't talk about the Jonas Brothers. Jick Jonas. <laughs> um, the ballad of... Chuck Jonas. Okay, I'm I'm ending this show. I'm ending this show. But I want to talk about the Disney Channel and Halloween Town. No, please. It's I'm just, very it's tired. Just, it's a small reference. It's a small. Reference. Okay, okay, fine. So I'll, I'll allow it. Their grandmother is a witch. Okay. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they're like the the grandkids want to keep in contact with her instead of you know because she lives in Halloween Town and it's like a whole different portal thing. So you mm-hmm. can't just talk to them all the time. Yeah, you have to go there. But now the internet. And so she calls it the world, like, the granddaughter calls it the World Wide Web, and the grandmother's like, is there spiders? <laughs> I love it. Nice. She's so pure. Thanks, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> oh, all right. See? Worth it. Okay, yeah. Worth that, it. That was worth it very much. Everyone go watch Halloween Town. <laughs> go watch all the things we told you to watch and all the things we told you to listen to. And, uh, until next time, <laughs> stay spooky. Love. Look. Hugh. Marcus. Mucus. What about Bart? Let's see. Bart. Cart. Dart. Yart. Nope. Can't see any problem with that.